For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. But there must also there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, every one taketh before other his own supper. And one is hungry, and another is drunken. What? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. And then we get the instructions concerning the Lord's Supper. Obviously, this church had challenges as other churches in the early church did. And we'll look at that in just a minute. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And the idea really of this passage, the Lord gave us the Lord's Supper, is to remind ourselves to be, to be right with the Lord, to remind ourselves that what he has provided. Uh, notice the phrase here found in verse 28, but let a man examine himself. The word examine is a word that means to learn the genuineness of something by examining and testing. It's the same word found in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 13. The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. When we examine ourselves before the Lord, we're, we're seeing the gravity, the seriousness of our sin. Do you remember when, uh, uh, when Jesus... Um, called Peter there, and Peter recognized who the Lord was, and they cast their net, and they have all these fish. And Peter got a glimpse of the Lord and got a glimpse of himself, and he fell down. <laughs> you know, Lord, I'm a sinner. In the, in the, in the uh, book of Revelation, John sees the Lord. Isaiah, Isaiah 6, sees the Lord. Woe is me. And the idea of examining ourselves is to make sure that we're right with the Lord. The psalmist said, and we're going to sing about it in just a minute, in Psalm 139, Search me, O God. The aspect of search is to ransack diligently, to turn me upside down, to look everywhere. The idea, again, is search me. It's not search my neighbor or my family members, or my, me. Lord, is there anything between me and you? And again, it doesn't mean perfection. Really, as the idea of sometimes people will come to the Lord's Supper, and they'll say, Lord, I'm trying. Lord, the Bible says, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. 
Oh, God, you know I want to be right with so-and-so. Lord, you know I want to be right with you. Lord, you know I have struggles. But that's a different heart than somebody that would say, yeah, Lord, I know there's sin in my life, and I'm not ready to deal with it right now. You see, for those people, as we look at the Word of God in the early church, by the way, the early church had a lot of issues, didn't they? Think with me just for a minute. The church at Corinth, there was division. There was immorality among church members. There was lawsuits among church members. There was idolatry. The church at Galatia, there was an abandonment of doctrine. The church at Philippi, there were fights and disagreements among members. The church at Colossae, there was temptation toward heresy. The church at Thessalonica, there was laziness and slothfulness at times there. In 2 Thessalonians, Titus dealt with divisive behavior. Philemon dealt with an unforgiving spirit. The early church had its challenges just like the modern day church does. And the Apostle Paul is saying, hey, when you come together to, to remember what God has done for us and hanging on the cross, his body being broken, make sure you deal with sin in your life. And we always take a few minutes beforehand, and I try to get, usually on Lord's Supper night, our invitation is really to all of us. Lord, is there anything in my life that I'm holding on to? Is there anything in my life, Lord, that would hinder? Sometimes we don't take enough time to really just reflect and say, Lord, speak to me. It's the still, small voice in which God often speaks to us. God wants us right with him. And we ought to want to be right with him. The, the interesting thing, and we'll look at this when we look at the aspect of confessing, Hebrews 4, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. All things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The idea of unworthy is in an unbefitting manner. You know, when you think about David and Saul, two men that sinned, David's sins were worse than Saul's sins. David committed adultery, committed murder. But the difference between the two is David said when he was confronted with Nathan, I have sinned. And God had mercy on David. Obviously, his family was never the same. Lost a child, had issues with his sons. His family was never the same. Saul, he ended up committing suicide. God's hand was removed from Saul's life. The difference was David said, I've sinned, it's me. Saul made excuses. The people. I'm blaming the people. So I want to take a few minutes. I want you to turn to hymn 166. And let's sing, let's sing a stanza or two of Search Me, O God, and Know My Heart Today. Let's just take a minute or two. And we're just going to look. Ladies can stay or leave, whatever you want. Say, how long are we going to go? I don't know. <laughs> Secondly, I want us to take a few minutes. And I want to take a look back. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. The word remembrance here, I received the Lord Jesus, verse number 23. Uh, the Lord Jesus, same night, he betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So first we're going to look at his body. The word remembrance means more than just recalling the events of the crucifixion. It means an affectionate recollection of Jesus Christ his personal sacrifice, and his demonstration of character. You can't help but think of what Jesus did on the cross without turning to Isaiah 
chapter number 53. Isaiah 53 gives us a picture. We're also going to look at Mark uh, chapter number uh, 15. Isaiah 53, the Bible says this in verse number 3. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We did hit, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions. The word there is our. But if you think about this on a personal note, he was wounded for me. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Think about the aspect of he who knew no sin became sin for us. It's so hard for us, I think, to comprehend how a holy God left heaven and bore our sin in his body. I'm in the Gospel of Mark now, chapter number 14, as we think concerning his body that was broken for us. The scripture says in Mark 14, in verse number 65, and some began to spit on him. You ever have somebody to spit on you? It's pretty low, isn't it? Think about somebody spitting in your face. When God created the heaven and the earth, Jesus was there. And he left the splendor of heaven to come here and allowed mankind, his creation, to spit on him. To cover his face, to buffet him, to hit him. To say to him, prophesy, and servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. Look at chapter 15. Verse number 16. Actually, verse 15, they scourged him. Cat of nine tails, they beat him. And the soldiers, 16, led him away. They called together the whole band. Verse 17, they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it about his head. Any of you have those? I don't have a green thumb, um, so I don't know what plant I'm talking about. And Why do they make plants that have these thorns in them? Any of you know what I'm talking about? The green thumbers do, you know? You, you try to cut it or move it or you got to get around it. Ouch! Can you imagine? I mean, and sometimes that pain, that little thing, and you're like, ah, oh, that hurt, you know? Imagine having a crown of thorns, not just placed on your head, but pushed into your head to where the blood begins to ooze. They didn't even recognize the Lord Jesus. His body was so broken. And sometimes, again, obviously we don't, each time we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we don't focus on it, but sometimes we forget. And the scripture says to remember his body that was broken for us. I thought about some of the things in the scriptures that were broken. There's a message maybe you'll get sometime. Broken pitchers. In Judges chapter 7 there with Gideon. And what was the result? The pitcher was broken. 
and the light came out. By the way, there's a similarity when you look at uh, us being earthen vessels that the power of Christ might come. I thought about the broken box, the alabaster box. Mary of Bethany broke and the ointment came out. By the way, sometimes God has to break us so that the light of Jesus, the ointment of Jesus, comes through. I thought about Jesus feeding or preaching, and he, he, he takes a, a, a fish and bread, and he breaks it and feeds the multitudes. And then we think about what we read here in 1 Corinthians 11, his body that was broken, that the world might be saved. 128 in our hymnals tonight, 128. Wounded for me, 